to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Hey, good afternoon. This is Jeb Bashaw, and I'm here on my podcast, A Texan's View of the World. And I've got one of my favorite people in the whole world, Jessica Caraba, uh, with me today. Jessica is a, a rising star in the uh, hospitality business and done a great job over the last few years. Uh, not only is she good looking, but she's in the liquor business. So, I mean, you don't get a better matching than that. And she comes from great stock. Her folks uh, are dear, dear friends of mine. And uh, I wanted Jessica to come in today since the city has kind of reopened post-COVID and the vaccination and talk about what's been going on in the hospitality industry and what's been going on uh, in the restaurant and bar business. So, Jessica, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope I do as well as my dad did on this podcast. <laughs> well, let's hope so. You know, he was a little nervous, but we got him through it. I'm sure you'll kick him kick him uh, to the curb as well. Hey, tell me, uh, tell us about the firm you're with and what you all do. So I work as a account consultant for Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits. We are the premier or preeminent um, distributor in the United States. We're also in Canada and the Caribbean as well. So we sell all the big brands. All the big brands going from Tito's to All Beam and then from Barefoot all the way to Opus One. So pretty much anything and everything in between. Well, so uh, wine and spirits. I Any uh, beer or not? No, we used to, but not anymore. Okay, cool. And what's your territory? So I have Sugarland, Pearland, Lake Jackson, and Victoria, and my dad. <laughs> so you're just driving around the city. You're not really... <laughs> Basically. Are you getting paid by the mile or are you getting paid by the job? <laughs> well, you know, it. hopefully both. Hopefully both. Oh, great. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, we, as I mentioned at the at the opening, um, obviously the city has been kind of under a lockdown for the last 15 months, and I know that impacted uh, sales in 2020. How was 2020 and what did that look like for you all? I mean, it was 2020 was scary, as we all know. We didn't really know what was going to happen, and especially with bars that didn't serve food, they then had to convert their license to a blue license, which means that they could serve food and alcohol at the same time because, you know, you you have to have a chip with your beer or your Tito's and soda so you don't get COVID. (laughs) Um, So that was hard. And then obviously Abbott enacted the cocktail to go program, which is, as we know, is staying. And that definitely helped. Let's talk about that. So that is still going to be in effect. So it will still be in effect. So Texans are now allowed to uh, at least, uh, maybe if not drink and drive, at least wander out of a bar with a drink and figure out how to get home? Well, so it has to come packaged or sealed, like either in a small, you know, um, 350 milliliter bottle or a 50, you know, airplane size bottle. And then, you know, a lot of bars will just have it kind of prepackaged or bottled in a way with like a Topo Chico bottle or something to where it's ready to drink. But of course, you know, if a customer opens it in their car, you know, the lot bar is not liable for okay. that. So, well, I hope not. But Good. Fantastic. So, um, so that started in when? April of, of 2020 or May? I believe it was April. Okay. And, yeah, and, April. and did y'all see a noticeable pickup in sales after that? Well, so I was furloughed for a bit. So I don't really kind of know, but I know from social media and all of that, it definitely helped the mm-hmm. sales. And then when bars were able to open back up, it, you know still helped their numbers. Great. So where are we now? Are the bars able without food to open? Are we back completely open? I want to say yes, but that's such a gray area. Alcohol, it can be such a gray area. I want to say yes, um, but I know there are some that are still very cautious and, you know, they'll have you purchase food with it. So are most of your um, clients, uh, the the people you call, are they restaurants or bars or both? I have both. And I have a couple of hotels too. Okay. And are they, that's a great uh, segue. What's going on in the hotel business? Are they seeing increase in, uh, in room nights and things like that? 
So I know the Marriott in Sugarland just reopened their restaurant and bar. Um, I also have a couple of hotels near Hobby, and they said that they've seen their business just pick up tremendously mm-hmm. with people getting vaccinated and traveling now and the whole nine yards. And are those, uh, I know, I've, and I've spent some money and some time in the Marriott in Sugarland. Are they starting to see banquet business come back as well? Slowly but surely. Because I was talking to a wedding planner yesterday, and they said that they had been, and in in actually a florist, that they had really been busier um, than they've been in nine months, and the phone's starting to really ring again. Is that, are you seeing an uptick in orders because of that? So I will say, me personally, yes. Um, I mean, I have friends that have the big hotels, like Marriott Marquis and Zaza, and they've noticed a tremendous, tremendous, you know, it was... I want to say it actually kind of started when they kind of lifted the mask mandate. It was like business just literally turned overnight, mm-hmm. which is good for everyone, especially the city. Absolutely. Well, uh, needless to say, um, you were kind of good enough to come out to the studio today, and you can see that uh, traffic has definitely picked up on 59. Oh, was, yeah. It's back. The last uh, nine months, I was sitting here by myself looking out the windows. And I'm, uh, I say, I'm not alone. I mean, I might be the only guy left in, in the world. And, of course, then Fauci would make me wear a mask anyway. So, Of course, especially outside. <laughs> what about marketing stuff? Do you see uh, clients, um, are they doing anything to try to bring folks back? Are they? Uh, is it a heightened uh, effort to... To do that, or are they just kind of throwing the doors open and seeing what comes in? I would say I've definitely seen the marketing, especially with social media like Instagram and Facebook, especially when COVID first started, it was very flight or fight. Like if you didn't have social media or social media presence, it was definitely to that account's detriment because that's how they were promoting the cocktails to go, the food and, you know, everything and that they were still open but doing takeout like my dad did. You know, I kind of helped him with that. And I had some accounts who didn't have any social media and they were like, we're not seeing anyone. You know, can you help us? What do we do? And I had to help them literally create an Instagram and show them how to post. Because if, you know, if you didn't, it was it was hard because how do people, especially if you're not like on Uber Eats or anything, Mm. how do they find out about you? Wow. Well, that's wonderful because, I mean, I think clearly, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't matter what sales position you're in. People, they don't know they need you until they need you. And obviously you provide it above and beyond the the call and helping lighten them up because you're not just an order taker. They, you know, you provide a lot of information to them. And obviously you made a big difference in being able to get those folks up to speed. Well, I hope so. I mean, I think my dad would agree. So. <laughs> well, you know, I know your father. He might give you credit. He, he loves he you. He might, anyway. yeah. He will. He will. But, I mean, it was it was definitely a very interesting time. And it's good to see the bars back and restaurants back and, you know, living living life as best as we all can, I guess. Absolutely. Well, of course, we. I, I wouldn't say we were – I think probably March 17th would have been the – beginning of the end last year it was of course closed for st patrick's day right I, I didn't feel like we had as big a st patrick's day this year did you what was your experience so i had just switched territories so my accounts that are in town square were having like events outside i know a lot of accounts that i used to have in the city were kind of still cautious because they didn't want to upset anyone mm. but i mean it i would say yeah it, it had picked up for sure compared oh. to last year 
Fantastic. And so are those folks, uh, so today's Cinco de Mayo, another culturally appropriated holiday by <laughs> Americans. Uh, you know, we just, we take everybody's stuff. I mean, we don't care. It's uh, Italian. You know, we love you guys. We love right. the, the Irish, the Mexicans. It's a, it's like, a, it's almost like a blazing saddles. So my question is, uh, are you seeing it today? Are you seeing, uh, are folks oh, yeah. putting on special events? Because I, I literally, I talked to earlier in the segment, uh, I just, I, I can't even find a restaurant that has got reservations. It sounds like everybody's going out tonight. And I don't know if that's a, they're just breaking the tape and they're excited, but what are you hearing from your uh, clients? Oh yeah. Everyone is, yeah, the tape has definitely been broken. People are going out. They're excited. Um, you know, again, there's still some that are cautious, but you know, I feel like most accounts now they're just, they're starting to promote it more because of people getting vaccinated and, you know, again, trying to just get back to some normalcy. So it's good to see people celebrating Cinco good. this year. Well, there's a little bit of age difference between us. I don't think that's a shocker alert. But tell me tell me the difference in what you see in uh, your generation and my generation. What are they drinking? Are you seeing people move? Say as an example, is it spirits? Is it wine? Are you seeing more and more folks you know, doing what I would call clear spirits, which would be vodka, gin, and rum? Or are you seeing more folks do bourbon? Because obviously specialty bourbons have become a big story in the last couple of years. What's going on just in terms of the migration of uh, taste, and you know, but by generation too? I mean, vodka is definitely still number one. There's a lot of Tito's drinking going on, especially with my generation. But I will say that I have a lot of friends, especially, you know, friends in the industry and friends that aren't in the industry. I would say bourbon. Bourbon is kind of king right now, wow. especially Maker's Mark or Maker's 46 or, you know, Basil Hayden. There are so many people that are moving kind of towards that. And even, you know, tequila like Classe Azul. Or 1942, I'm pretty sure we drank, you know, Mexico dry because there was a shortage for a bit. But, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same, I would say, as, you know, like my generation versus like you and my dad. And wine, same thing. People people always will drink wine, right. I are, think. Are folks becoming more sophisticated in their wine choices or are they just buying what they're told to buy because they think it's, you know, it's the hip thing to do? You know, that's funny. I would say... There is still a sophistication, but then I have some friends that I just give whatever to, and they think it's the best bottle, but it only costs like five dollars. They, really? they just don't know it because they can't they can't find it anywhere, which is <laughs> which is nice. But I mean, you know, it really just depends. I would say, I would say honestly, probably the sophistication now is probably more with spirits. Okay. I would say. And so people are making – they're not just saying bourbon and water. They're saying makers and water or – Right. They're very or specific. Tito's and whatever, or soda. They're not – they're calling their labels as opposed to – Oh, yeah. Well. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I would say Tito's now is – I mean, some will say it's a premium well, but Tito's is pretty much a well. Mm -hmm. You know, again, higher tier than, like, let's say a McCormick's, but those are two totally different sure. – Two totally different products. But, yeah, people are definitely calling the brands. Right. Well, good. What about beer drinking? Uh, you think that's – tailing off or is that more of a summer thing i mean you think that's going to pick up as we roll into the summer you know i'm not i'm not really a big beer person i mean i'll drink beer but i'm not like oh a craft ipa double ipa yeah i'm not i'm not into all that i'll just i'll drink a natural light honestly <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a simpleton when it comes to beer people laugh at me they make fun of me but i'm more on the wine and spirit side okay. for sure and then now seltzers are a thing too well talk about that that's kind of a new thing so mics and all that stuff tell me I, I don't know anything about that in white claw tell what's going on that and that is that who's the crowd for that and who who are they really marketing that to so white claw i would say is kind of catering to i guess my generation that originally drank four loco 
which they say White Claw is the private school version of Four Loco, <laughs> which was banned years ago. Um, because it's easy to drink, and then now there's High Noon, which is vodka-based, whereas White Claw is malt-based. Okay. And then now Beam has their, you know, highball, um, you know, in a seltzer or, like, in a can. So there's so many brands, and I think it's just because they're easy. You know, you're getting ready. You're on a boat. You're on the beach. You can just open Pop a can. It so exactly. those are, okay. I didn't realize. So they're all – there's no mixing. They're just ready to they're, roll. It's a, it is a ready-to-drink, you know, cocktail. And – there was a shortage last year, too, during COVID because of aluminum, because people were just drinking White Claw or High Noon or whatever, you know, beer. Wow. And they couldn't they couldn't get aluminum. It was crazy. <laughs> the world is is crazy. There, yeah. <laughs> couldn't get toilet paper and you couldn't get White Claw. <laughs> exactly. People were freaking out. So, I think yeah. maybe being shut in for eight, nine months maybe made people a little bit crazy. <laughs> oh, I think so. I mean, I would look at my inventory that I have at home every day and I was like, well, I can't imagine having to go to the store mm-hmm. and buy fight all the people that Crazy. need alcohol. Crazy. Well, as you know, I was in your folks' place last week, and it, business had really picked up. Um, there, uh, for the folks who don't know, Jessica's mom and dad own, and Jessica, I guess, own Piatos, which is on West Alabama, just a little bit uh, east of Post Oak. And with the construction, your dad has really fought the good fight and, right. and, and stayed in business. And it seemed like business is picking up. When you're talking to your other clients who are restaurateurs, are they having a hard time finding employees right now? Actually, yes. And someone asked me today if I knew anyone that would want to become a manager. Really? I get asked at least almost every day if there is anyone that is looking for a job. And you think that's because all the payments have come out of COVID, people are just staying at home? Or do you think, I mean, what's it, what's it going to take to get us over it? Because, I mean, I know some of the waiters, you know, that work for your dad and other high-end restaurants, they make you know, good money. I mean, a thousand right. bucks a week. It's not like it's a, you know, $8 an hour job or $3 an hour. And I, I'm just wondering what's going to take to get butts back in seats for those people to come back to work. You know, I don't know. I mean, I had a hard time getting an Uber this really? weekend. Yes. Which is crazy enough because when I was talking to the driver about it, he said that a lot of the people have stopped driving because they're getting so much in unemployment. Mm-hmm. I know um, there are other companies that are having a hard time finding drivers as well whether it's kroger heb it's definitely impacted the industry in all all industries across all forms mm. so it's pretty crazy but you know hopefully, interesting hopefully it gets fixed soon well let's the one more thing and specifically your business and i talked to your dad about this it sounds like because it's increased demand that even folks like you know restaurateurs have a hard time getting product just because they can't get enough drivers to come has that been y'all's experience or is that kind of hit and miss depending on who the client is and the location? Not so much for us. Um, our warehouse, we're pretty blessed with the drivers that we have, but I'm not going to name, name any names, but I know that there is a big favorite liquor store in town that has been having a hard time having drivers deliver to their accounts because oh. they don't have enough drivers. Interesting. Or they can't find them or whatever the case Maybe, but again, I'm not naming any names. No, no. Well, I know you just came in from a from a single client. I was taking an order today. When will that order be delivered? What's the turnaround time for most orders today? So, if they have a delivery day tomorrow, it'll come out. It'll go out tomorrow. Um, but usually, they'll place the order the day before. Okay. So, I mean, some place an order today, but it'll get there Friday. So, mm-hmm. it really just depends on their order day. So, pretty quick turnaround. Usually. Good. Usually. Good, good, good. Well, anything you want to promote today? Any any new favorite lines that we haven't heard about that you think are going to be rocking, socking for the summer? 
you know, just keep drinking High Noon, keep drinking all the Tito's, all the Beam, all the Makers. You know, Beam Orange is really good. It's great in a highball. I have to throw that little plug in there. And, you know, just keep drinking and keep the alcohol business alive because we're not going anywhere, I'm pretty sure. I hope not. Fantastic. Well, Jessica, thanks for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. One more time, tell us who you're with and who your firm is and, and what all y'all do. So my name is Jessica Caraba, and I am an account consultant with Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Delighted. My name is Jeb Bashaw. This is my podcast, The Texans View of the World. Remember that uh, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is the present, which is a gift from God. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.